Tacos, Nachos, Amigos, and welcome once again to another fine episode of the Fanny Pack Wrestling Podcast. The podcast that is, for the most part, neck neck, uh, beard free. I am your host, Petey Rave, your man with no plan. Here with me, as always, is none other than my friend and yours, Mr. David Jeffrey Majors, a.k.a. DJM. How you doing, Deej? I can't even grow a beard. Uh, Also, I just want to say, as I said so many times on Super No Vacancy back in the day, this is one internet wrestling nerd who does not live in his parents' basement. So fuck y'all. Yeah. What's up, cats and kids? It's podcasting time. Yes. I don't live in my parents' basement, uh, because we can't have, we don't really have basements here in Miami. Um, I live in, I live in a room that used to be a garage that was a TV room. So technically it's not a basement. But anyways, we are talking about some wrestling today. We are talking about CWF Mid Atlantic. Uh, so, Let's take a little bit st- a step back in the Wayback Machine. Uh, DJM, you remember National Pro Wrestling Day, right? Uh, I do. I most certainly do. Uh, I believe you've mentioned it once or twice as well on this here program. National Pro Wrestling Day, the day that was organized by various indie wrestling promotions to celebrate this wild, wonderful, and wacky world and genre that we love called pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, all sorts of promotions brought matches one after the other after the other, uh, in celebration of wrestling. Mm-hmm. And speaking of wrestling, now that we've gone back in time, PD Rave, we might have to take a trip down south. Yes, we have. Uh, one of those particular promotions back in the day at National Pro Wrestling Day that kind of stole the show uh was CWF Mid Atlantic with uh they, they they put together a really fantastic match that got everybody talking, uh particularly with the talents of uh then Chiva Kid, uh, a guy that many people now know as uh Andrew Everett, uh made his splash there, along with Eric Royal who was in the match as well. Uh they they made their name for themselves as kind of like this promotion that uh kind of stole the show at least a little bit uh uh, at that event, and we're talking about CWF Mid Atlantic. It is a promotion representing the Carolinas and Virginia, uh, and possibly Washington D.C. Possibly. Uh, what What do you know about the CWF Mid Atlantic? Well, I do know one thing for certain. It is apparently kind of a home based promotion, and one of those uh, promotions that gave us. Uh, who wrestling fans may remember as the Carolina Boys. Mm-hmm. Shannon Moore, Shane Helms, and uh I would probably even say maybe even Matt and Jeff Hardy. Yeah. Uh and they are an indie promotion that is still going today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they it's good. Uh <clears throat> like fourteen year history at this point, which is kind of crazy for any promotion that isn't, you know, one of those that we we automatically think of. Uh and it's an interesting promotion. There goes that word again. Uh, you know, representing the Carolinas, uh, gave us some interesting talents. We have some great guests with us today. Uh, first of all, we have a man representing the Mid Atlantic, I guess, technically. 
<clears throat> man, my co-host on Haliujuku, DJM's co-host on Shooting the Shit with Turning Your Black Eyes, a man of the internet, the perpetual guest on podcasts everywhere, none other than Brandon Cooper, a.k.a. King Kaz. How you doing, Kaz? I was waiting for my intro music. I did Okay. I guess it doesn't start. How you doing? <laughs> we are stereos in this arena. Yeah. Great. The music guy needs to get on the ball. Uh yeah, all right. Yeah. Who else do we have on the show with us, DJM? Well, coming to us from the left coast, as the kids like to call it. Uh not un- unfortunately, he has the he has the ability to make me forget about my favorite baseball pitcher, the one, the only, JVZ, Jerry Vin. JVZ, what's going on? Many things are going on, and I'm having a lot of fun. Thank you for having me on again. Nice. Thanks for coming back. Yes. Uh, CWF, CWF Mid-Atlantic. Uh, I have to ask you guys... Uh, well, I'll ask you, DJ, what expectations did you have going into this? Because I don't know how much experience you've had before. What expectations do you have coming into this and watching this event? I will be completely honest. If people feel so inclined, at just call me DJM. And, and I will totally understand. I will be just like Will Smith and say, I ain't even mad. I get it. Because I came into this promotion with a serious, serious Northeast slash Midwest indie wrestling bias. Because my own personal taste in wrestling, anything that is south of Ohio, I usually balk at because Mm -hmm. I'm very, very sketchy on anything that could be considered Southern wrestling. I don't like Memphis. I don't like a lot of the old school mid Atlantic stuff. And when I started seeing, you know, CWF, the Carolina Wrestling Federation, I was kind of like, uh, I don't know. This probably isn't going to be Omega. And I liked Omega, but this probably isn't Omega. (laughs) Okay. But yeah, it, it, that's the what coming in. Uh, Kaz, what did you have any expectations like uh, when you uh, before you started watching this event? No, <laughs> no. Good talk. I mean, I mean it, it's one of those ones you sent me. I I don't know. It just I wasn't I wasn't not excited for like. There was really nothing. It was just like, okay, I'm going to watch this and turned it on. And I'm like, okay, this is, this happens in the South. Like, cause it was like, there are a lot of fat dudes. Yeah. And the hurricane dude. Yeah. And uh, it was like, and then the next match, more fat dudes. All right. Yeah. This is Southern. Cool. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So- and it became the like, how many matches are going to... I was like, is it going to be progressively fat? Or progressively less fat? Let's find out. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what it turned into for me. 
so, JVZ, did you have any expectations coming to this uh, event? Yes, I did. And um, that's because the last two times you had me on the show, uh, <laughs> it was uh, CZW and then Interspecies Wrestling. So oh. I kind of got into JV, the mindset. That, so sorry for both of those. That, uh, oh, hold on. That's my dishwasher. I apologize. Um, <laughs> that's fine. The, while, while we're waiting on JVZ, PD, let, let's, let, let's, let's go into the huddle for a minute. We gotta go, we gotta go into a huddle for a second. All right. All right. PD, we, we gotta get JV on a better show. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? The, the Dragon Gate show? Maybe. I think uh, Dragon Gate show. I think I think there's a couple of them uh, down the pipeline that could fit for him. I uh, think maybe something uh, in the Sapolsky verse, maybe a little like uh, I don't know. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to reconvene. We're gonna have to have our meeting, our our power, our, you know, with the production team. Like, you you already know like the the Dragon Gate show is kind of my like the, the production staff is really looking at me to kind of. Mm-hmm. Man, like kind of quarterback the whole Dragon Gate thing. Yeah, so that, that, that's thinking, what I hear. I'm thinking JV JV is probably due for a better show. Yeah, I, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah we, will, okay. we will. We will. We. Uh, uh, you'll send me that email. CC me on that. Uh, yeah. That 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 me production email, and I'll, I'll I'll we'll we'll bounce that around. All right. All right. Cool. All, All right. right. Break. All right, so guys, we are talking about, of course, CWF Man Atlantic. Those are your expectations. We are talking about some Southern wrestling. Uh, you can tell it's Southern because uh, the the background. Because two seconds into the show, God damn it! There's a state, particularly outdated state flag, in the background on the uh, hanging from the rafters. The, the, I believe the North Carolina state flag, or one of the Carolinas that uh, used I was to say have the South Korean flag. No, uh, that had the Confederate the Dominican flag. flag. Old no, Confederate the Puerto Rican Koreans. flag. There's a Puerto Rican flag up there. Later, later. No, Dominican okay. flag. The comes Dominican later. flag comes in play later. Yes, I, I corrected myself. Damn you could have let me at least like <laughs> I was there, and then it was like, oh no, those are that's not the door that goes to this key. But no, we pushed you. We know you were walking in that direction, but we decided to shove you there anyways. Uh, just cause, just cause. Uh, alright, so let's just dive in. Uh, no more tangents, yep. let's just dive in to the opening contest. Uh, a nice classic multi-man opening contest. Uh, a, a elimination and four-way dance, uh, for a shot at the Mid-Atlantic ta- tag team titles. Uh, the teams participating are Rage in a Machine, Michael Mullacallister, and Mecca Mercenary, not Mecha Mummy, as I was disappointed in hearing. Oh. Yeah. You, I don't care about any Mecha anything if you're not Mecha Mummy. But whatever. Uh, Smith and Weston of Smith Garrett and Charlie mm-hmm. Weston. The Mid-Atlantic Outlaws, cause there's gotta be Outlaws. Uh, Matt Houston, Louie Moore. And the Killbillies of, uh, Eric Andrews <laughs> and Evan Bakes with Bobby O'Neill can in their just, corn. Can we just uh. go? <laughs> With these uh, names to point out, like, you are in the South, sir. Welcome oh, to the God. South. Oh, Look at these God. names. <laughs> Rage and a Machine, right? Smith and Western. And they uh, didn't even do the cool kind of Smith and Western, like, hey, his last name happens to be Smith. My last name happens to be Western. They were just like, we got to throw this together somehow. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, like the Mid-Atlantic Outlaws. 
you could have not. Said the they're not even trying. They're not. You could have just been the outlaws. Did you really have to have the mid Atlantic part? Well, really? you know, it, it, it's kind of like it's kind of like you know how they call Morocco mole in in Morocco. They just call him mole. Yeah. Yeah. How they call a, a quarter pounder with cheese in France a, a royale with cheese. Yeah. It's kind of like that. This is a regional thing. They and want us to expand. They kill Billy's. Mm-hmm. Because it, it, it that's rhymes. Ju- that's you just gave sorry. Up at that point. You yeah. gave that's up at sorry. that point. Sorry, sorry, um, sorry. Maybe yeah. there's some cross promotion with Tarantino. <laughs> Could be. Could be. Uh, but, um, the yeah, thing about the, this, man, I have a funny that, feeling Django's going to show up on this promotion. <laughs> the, the, the thing about it for this one that set it off for me, whereas I was like, it was like, man, they could not stuff some fatter guys in the onesies. <laughs> <laughs> Fat guys in singlets, man. Fat guys in singlets everywhere. As DJ oh. so uh, eloquently Skyped me uh, before we even started this show. <laughs> oh, I was and, wrong. And you just- you just gave away the the magic right there. Yeah, yeah. Oh god. Oh, I was so wrong. Uh, That's why I'm the production meetings, Petey. I yeah. know, I know, I know. Like I keep asking to be let in, but but they keep telling me that <laughs> just bring the donuts and the coffee, and we'll take care of everything. And I'm like, I can I can do more than just bringing the donuts and the coffee. And then you blow the show title in the first match. Damn it. Alright. So, so Venti uh, Latte, J-V-Z, right? JVZ. Uh, oh. Fat guys and singlets aside, and these names aside, and, uh, the, the cute ring announcer aside. Uh, yeah, that, that was how- definitely the first thing I noticed. Chastity <laughs> Taylor. God bless her. Chastity Taylor. Chastity's Taylor. Alright. I got uh, a what, name. What was your, what was your first, what was your first thought looking at CWF Mid Atlantic? Um, actually, the very first thing <laughs> that I thought was uh, that that camera is a lot closer to the ring than I was used to, <laughs> and uh, so it was definitely moving around the ring a lot. Which, in this case, having four teams out there, um, made it a little bit difficult to um, to try to pay attention. Well made it a little bit difficult to follow what was going on because everything was moving around so quickly. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I would certainly prefer the camera to be a little bit further back and then it kind of just points stationary at the ring and then you can see everybody move um, rather than, you know, you always, the camera. You always need the hard cam. You always need the hard cam. There's a, po- there's yeah. a reason you need the hard cam. Yeah, and I felt like this was missing that. Um, um, to be fair, one thing that... that uh, one side effect of that is that, you know, fat guys in singlets all of a sudden look like fast fat guys in singlets. Because it's um, just whizzing by your eye, you know? Yeah. And, and so, you know, I, at that point, um, you know, I didn't really notice so much that, you know, these were fat guys in singlets. Um, you know, they seemed like they moved around pretty well. Um, you know, I felt like, uh, the, all the wrestlers, that took part in this match had some pretty good chemistry with each other. And, uh, um, I, I guess the one other thing is that, um, uh, I guess this is the first match that I've been exposed to that had kind of these scramble rules where yeah. when you roll out of the ring, that constitutes a tag, which yeah, I'm perfectly they, okay with. 
But they, they renamed the Lucha Rule. They they for some reason they decided not to call it the Lucha Tag. They call it Scramble right, okay. Rules. Cause ain't no I ain't gonna do it. No, no, no Cavs, no, no. <laughs> well, I almost did it too, my friend. Yeah. No. <laughs> this is this is one of those times where DJ, DJM is taking the high road. So yeah. Yeah. Well, I stopped myself, and I'm me. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, but yeah, uh, I felt like the uh, scramble rules combined with uh, okay. So one thing I hate, and WWE seems to have done this recently as well, is uh, the uh, the four sided tag match. Then only two people in the ring at a time, and then you can tag any team. And to me, that just gets a little bit confusing because then people are tagging other teams to try to. Uh, to try to wear them out faster and um, I, think, I always thought that was kind of cool because it yeah. made things a little more unpredictable. Yeah, it made things a little more pre- unpredictable and then uh, add some strategy to the psychology of the match like or and ha- gives you fun moments like in Shimmer when uh one of the uh one of the members of the Canadian Ninjas uh tagged herself in while the other member was in well, I think it was Nicole Matthews tagged a blind tagged herself in while Porcher Perez was in the match and they proceeded to have themselves a fake little match uh a little like uh p- show play that was hilarious uh uh so it, it gives these those goes into interesting moments but yeah I understand yeah. what you're thinking I, of. I I can I can see that and maybe I'm just not used to it so yeah. it, it was it was a little weird and then the scramble format combined with that where people were rolling out of the ring and then any random person would run into the ring. Yeah. And then, uh, and then that combined with the moving camera was just a little bit too much for me. Maybe it um, made you a little motion of the show. Some motion sickness. Uh, yeah. We're not, not quite that extreme, home. but, um, it was, it, it was just a little bit difficult for me to get used to for the first match of the night, but it was an yeah. exciting match that, yeah. that helped set the, stage for the rest of the show yeah uh kaz what, what did you think of the opening contest well i'm i'm already i'm already helping the the listeners you can check off already mentioned another promotion that did that thing better scratch <laughs> that off the list all right um no like i i agree with jvz and i understand what djm said the format of the match was cool the one camera trying to follow like 15 dudes not cool <laughs> cuz then you're like is it was he wait all right, hold on pause pause rewind okay all right no 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 we're good keep going keep going keep going and then you're like wait okay time out again i i forgot which whose team is he on again He's okay. All right. They're together. Okay. All right. All right. I didn't understand why he tagged him, but I got it now. I got it now. Just keep. All right. I can keep going again. And then you're like, nope. Pause again. Nope. Nope. This when is, is tough this on the, I'm starting to see how tough this is on, on the uninitiated PD. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and and, and I, I, to be absolutely fair, if I knew who these guys were, then this, um, then this would be a lot easier for me to follow. Um, but then again, it's that's just, something that should be, com- that's something that should be communicated on, on a clear level. Uh, and that, yeah. uh, <laughs> on some promotions is even for the initiated. And when you're, 
fuck, I feel like I always do this when you guys have me on the show. When your commentators are <laughs> watching a match and their excitement and the what they're commentating about sometimes doesn't match what you're seeing. <laughs> confuses you even more yeah because they were like they were telling team, the story team. that they had in their head of the excitement of the match they they, they were seeing on ex- more much more exciting moments and they were experiencing a much more excited hyped up crowd than actually was happening <laughs> they were the crowds creating... like, like here's a picture right dude gets gets chopped falls rolls out a ring crowd goes ooh commentators, right? This is what they visualize. Oh my god, he just got hit with a truck! Where did that truck come from? The crowd is amped up. I think we just lost two children. <laughs> they just blew the roof off of this place. That's... that's guys, that's, that's... what happened. That's pro... <laughs> guys, this is like pro wrestling 101. Oh, okay. I, 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 yes. am, I, I totally you, agree. You, you sell you what's can. happening. It's, you sell uh, and you make no, you, you make sell what you want look to, good. to to, to, to and you, you definitely sell, but there is a way to sell exactly what you saw, and then there is like 1940s radio sell what you're not seeing, and they yeah. were on 1940s radio level. PD? Not <laughs> is it you just because it, it worked for me? Because I did get a little bit more yeah. excited. Yeah. Is it just me, or did this commentary team clearly, absolutely worship Jim Ross? <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Like it is like uh, they they Th- have a was, mantle. This was Jim Ross all over the place. Yeah, Th- this was Jim Ross and a little bit of David Crockett from the from the NWA. Yeah, obviously, the, clearly, but yeah, yeah, very Jim much Ross. So. The the funny thing about the 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 accents of the commentators. Uh, the, the, uh, larger individual who is also, I guess, a former manager and is the promoter of the place. Uh, his accent for some, for whatever reason, just his accent, I guess, cause it's a Carolina accent, kept reminding me of that dude that's, um, po- that sassy Carolina based, uh, dude that's popular on Vine, even though he's not any bit funny at all. Uh, who basically just like, uh, is sassy and sassy equals funny, uh, in short humor. Sure. Okay. It just All that's right. the guy I kept thinking of. I think his name's like Alex James or whatever. It's just the that's see, the thing that happened in my mind. But yeah, you were saying Cass. See, I love Jim Ross because Jim Ross will will sell you the the over sensualized visual element of what's happening in the ring, right? Guy gets hit with chair, guy falls down. Jim Ross just told you the guy got hit with a fucking meteor, and you believe him for some reason. You're like, you know what? I saw it come from space. I saw it happen. It, it came from space. Dude grabbed it and hit him with it. I fuck, He said it, and you, I saw you it. You find yourself believing that man was broken in half. Right. You're like, oh, my God. He broke. He just, his spine is is all over the ring. And you're like, I okay. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, it is. <laughs> And, and I'm simply making the point that these guys on commentary clearly uh, <laughs> got their influence from Jim Ross and David Crockett from the NWA and yeah. the Crockett Promotions. I, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it definitely. was all over the place with these yeah. guys. And, and you know yeah. what? I I definitely enjoyed that because yeah. you know I I definitely 
liked, and this was kind of a, a motif throughout the entire show. Um, it was, you know, it was, that sounds like this was their premiere show of the year and everybody acted like it and yeah, it was everybody their, well, their last, their, their, their last, of, yeah, their final event of the year, their, their big hurrah, their anniversary yeah. show. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there, and... there was definitely some hype, uh, from the guys. Uh, so, but moving on to the next match, we had, uh, simple singles match is uh, somewhat of a, a, I guess a grudge match of, of sorts. Uh, we had the assassin Ray Kandrak. Uh, with the Assassin's Creed logo on the back of the tights to really drive that point home. Uh, versus. At least you, you know, at least that was something a little bit different from trying to be like the old 1970s and 1980s assassins from the territories. Yeah. I, I was at least happy with that. And taking on new era Jimmy Parker, uh, not Jimmy Walker, who's dynamite, uh, but Jimmy Parker. Uh, and, and certainly not Scott Jacket Parker either. No, no, not at all. Not even close. Uh, but, well, I mean, what, what could you say, DJ, about this, uh, contest? It, again, a couple of guys we're not as familiar with, uh, but, you know, go, going up against each other, at least distinct individuals that we can tell apart and uh, have interesting personalities. But what, what did you think, uh, of this contest? Well, I'm glad you mentioned that thing about two guys we could tell apart and two guys with distinct personalities, because I'm going to get into the Mid-Atlantic television title match about just that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Uh, this match was all right. It was fine. There was really nothing, nothing groundbreaking about mm-hmm. it. Uh, it was, it was fine. It was athletic. It was, yeah. it was, it was fine. Yeah, it was a, it was a good second match of the the contest, and I imagine that's what the other guys think. What did you, what did you guys think? I'll think uh, I'll start with Kaz. Do you think just a good second match uh, of the night? Mm. Okay, here's the sad thing. I'm looking at this list. I remember a lot of these matches because I just watched it. Don't remember this one. <laughs> so uh, uh, that tells you pretty much everything you need to know about what he thought. All right, JVZ, what did you think of the second contest? Uh, I took some notes, so um, I, I I think uh, there was a dusty finish in the match of some mm-hmm. sort, um, uh, an in, a... interference, and yeah. I think it was somewhat believable, and so yeah. I think it it worked, and it set up a match later on in the show. So I think that was it was good for what it what it was intended to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it, it set up a moment where, uh, uh, none other than Jimmy Parker was invited to, uh, be in the corner of, uh, later on the team of, uh, Kamikaze Kid and Lee Valiant, where Lee Valiant asked him to be in his corner and then, uh, was corrected by Kamikaze Kid to say in their corner and that set up. <laughs> oh, now I remember. Yeah. yeah I thought that the- was a little bit far. A little bit a obvious. A little bit of a stretch. <laughs> it was a little bit of a stretch in, of an idea and a little bit obvious, but yeah, what it was setting up. But it, it was a moment. Uh, but moving on to something a little bit more interesting. The Rising Generation League 2013 Tournament Finals. Basically just a Rising <laughs> Generation uh, League Championship match. Uh, uh, the, I guess the Mid-Atlantic's Young Lions Cup, uh, of sorts. Uh, I actually thought Rising Generation was a pretty cool name. Yeah, it is really cool. Yeah. And it was for, uh, 
wrestlers with less than three years experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we saw, uh, Chris Lee and Chet Sterling. Show uh, smooth. First of all, Chris Lee, yeah. Show smooth. Uh, first of all, I, I dig that name. Second of all, extra point to Chris Lee, rocking the blazer over his ring gear a la yes. Human Tornado. <laughs> yes, yes. Very Human Tornado, so I especially appreciated this. And uh I appreciated This, this was kind of hype. Yeah, this it was, was kind of hype. I dug it. Yeah, it was an exciting match. A couple of young talents, young uh athletic talents. And I appreciated also Chet Sterling uh rocking... Uh, though I'm not necessarily a fan, but I kind of like it in this context. The, uh, two chains, I'm different. Uh, it, it almost seems like that's meant to be a wrestling theme. And I imagine it should be somewhere more, more around anywhere. I kind of, it's almost like I enjoy it more as a wrestling theme than an actual song, which is cool. But, uh, yeah, this is a, a showcase of young talents. Uh, the rising generation league, which is really cool and interesting. The RGL, uh, what, uh, all right, let's start with you, JB. What did you think of this contest? Well, first of all, I I agree with you guys that I love that this division exists mm-hmm. and, and the whole concept for, you know, just these young guys have their own place to fight each other. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they, I, I think I, I, watching a lot of WWE, you kind of, you get the new guy debuting and then they kind of work yeah. with, um, an older guy to try to use their star power to, uh, rub off on them and pull them <coughs> up. And, uh, I, I like that these guys kind of have their own place to work with each other and, uh, and, you know, in a sense, push each other up yeah. instead of, you know, trying to get pulled up by, um, somebody who's already established. Um, yeah. and, uh, you know, as far as the match itself goes, I, I really wish that it, would have went on a little bit longer because mm-hmm. um, uh, both those guys really put on a, a pretty good show. Um, you know, uh, the right amount of I mean, both both these guys could could definitely they, they could definitely fly around the ring and uh, you know, but but it also wasn't over the top the way they went about it either. Uh, yeah. I think it was a, it was a great balance of of aerial moves and uh, and just general ring work. Yeah. Um, and it was a good, good, good mix, a good mix of like, of all the different styles that they possess. And, uh, and it worked really well and had a good pace to it. Uh, also, uh, the ref rocking the snazzy bow tie, uh, mm-hmm. as was, uh, uh, pointed out in the commentary. I do have to say one, again, one complaint. Once again, just a little bit of throwback to yeah. the Jim Crockett promotions and, uh, what would eventually become the standard referee attire for world championship wrestling. Yep. Uh, I do have to say, I, I, I'm, I have to complain about the inconsistent referee uniforms. Uh, you know, some of them had the stripes in black slacks. He had the shirt and bow tie and slacks. One of them had the stripes, but khaki slacks? Oh, no. No, 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 no. no. That's a big no, no. You gotta have, have a consistent uniform. Uh, it, 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 it's, it's what and, sets the, and definitely, the... definitely not khakis. Yeah, no, no khakis. Khakis, no, no. Uh, not when, not when you're the ref, no. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, hey, Kat, Kat. Yep. We're nerds. Yeah, we are. <laughs> uh, Kaz, what did you think of this contest? 
Um, this is one of the matches I found actually interesting. Um, and this is also one of the ones that frustrated me throughout this promotion where they were like, <laughs> oh, there's a time limit. And I'm like, really? You made me watch those, those large gentlemen roll around for like half of this thing and, and a good match you're going to put a time limit on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, what, 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 what are your uh, thoughts on beyond that? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like I said, it was, it's, I found it really interesting. And I think this is always one of those things that I always agree with having a ridiculous championship or title for, you know, like. The, the rising generation, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like JBZ said, it, it's one of those things like, okay, it might be a ridiculous concept, but it's such a great way to show off new people instead of like having them do some silly, like, oh, they beat this guy. They beat this guy. Okay. They get that one title shot and then like they either disappear for a while or like, you know, then they kind of try to rocket them to stardom. And if that doesn't work, all right, well, let's then try something else. Like, no, why don't we let them work it out against each other and give them kind of something to also then work towards, Yeah, you know, that, that instead of just always trying to put them up against the mid namer, then the big namer, then the other mid name, you know, like yeah. it kind of give them their own little feet to, 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 or their own little pool to splash their feet in. Yep. Uh, yeah, no, that definitely full show. Uh, so moving on, we have another title match. This one is a chock full of title matches, uh, you know, varying in, in prestige. Uh, we had the mid Atlantic television title match. Uh, take, <laughs> this is, uh, of course, the man that I, uh, spoke about earlier, the man that stole the show at, uh, National Pro Wrestling t- Day, then Chiba Kid, uh, in the time from then to now was unmasked. And now wrestles as Andrew Everett and has received some shots in Ring of Honor and various places around the Indies and is kind of making headway, taking on the television champion, uh, Chase Dakota. Uh, you remember Chiba Kid, uh, DJM. What was your impression of him then and what has been your impression of him so far as he's made his uh, rounds? I'm really glad you reminded me that he was Chiva Kid because I remember Chiva Kid. And Chiva Kid, he was definitely one to pay attention to. Like I said earlier, with this match, the television title match, I saw Andrew Everett and Chase Dakota as two guys that I could not tell the difference between. I saw this as one of those kinds of matches that people that don't like indie wrestling will make fun of indie wrestling for. This was... Two kind of indistinguishable dudes just kind of doing stuff. And I know now that Andrew Everett is better than this. And, you know, maybe once in a while it may not be a bad idea for him to go back to Chief Kid. Because Andrew Everett is kind of forgettable. Yeah, that's basically what I said when I found out he was demasked and turned to Andrew Everett. I'm like... You were interesting as Chiba Kid. Now you're just name McName guy that has work rate. You're just 
wrestler dude. Yeah, indie wrestler guy with name with that has work rate and does a move. Yay? Nay. Nah. Uh but yeah, what what did you guys think? Um a very standard mid card match. Mm-hmm. Like nothing else to it. Like, oh, okay. Mm, yeah. All right. Oh, okay. And then uh this kind of slightly more interesting match coming up. Yeah. <laughs> uh he even didn't even get to hit the six thirty, which is kind of disappointing. But yeah, JVZ? Um Yeah, I, I would agree. Like I I didn't not enjoy the match. Um yeah, it was a fun I, match. I, I still enjoyed it, but I, I have, I have to agree with you guys on, on the whole, um, you know, first name, last name gimmick sort of thing. And I swear to God, if I read one more person on r slash squared circle say that, you know, whatever silly wrestler needs to, needs to shed his silly image and become a badass and. Yeah, and, and, uh, just, you know, all, all of a sudden, you know, wreak havoc on the rest of the locker room and turn heel and, you know, no, I, I'm sick. I'm sick of badasses in wrestling. I feel like the badass is the most generic goddamn gimmick ever since Stone Cold. Honestly, like, <laughs> Brodus Clay was a, was a forgettable monster heel. The Funkasaurus was a memorable, fun character. Like, uh, Johnny Curtis was generally forgettable. Fandango, I mean, sorry, Fandango was memorable and, and fun. Summer Ray. And Let Summer us Ray. Let's not forget Summer Ray. How you yeah. Doing? I'm not and, usually uh, into glamorous blondes, but she, she's a looker. Uh, but yeah, David, yeah, go. Yeah, if everybody on your roster is a badass, then you have Nobody's Nothing a to badass. distinguish one guy. <laughs> yeah, nobody's a badass. So exactly, when everyone know, has superpowers, everybody... nobody's special. When everybody's a badass, nobody's a badass. Yeah. Uh, so I want more <laughs> silly stuff, and uh, and this is the you, indies. You know, when, this, honestly, it's the indies, and and uh, it, here's where it's especially distinguishable in the indies. When you have a memorable character that can hook people at first glance. When you're touring the Indies, you keep that. You maintain that. That is, you know, El Generico. Hold on, guys. Hold on. Hold on. Relax. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, sorry. So I, I understand note, is that. Is my dishwasher screwing things up at all, or is it? Yeah. No, 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 no. No, okay. everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, uh, but yeah, if you have a name or even an identity that is identifiable, yeah, if you can come across and you're a charismatic enough person to just come across as off on your own personality, uh, like Chuck Taylor can, uh, he doesn't have a memorable name, but he has a memorable personality and he's funny. But if you have that name and that, that, that idea and that persona that can hook people on first sight, you keep that. Don't go to generic McGeneric name because you can't hook people on first sight generic McGeneric name unless you... And if you think that you being serious wrestler legit and stuff because wrestling, yeah, is gonna get you more places than... No, you're wrong. The whole thing is that you need to stand out and... 
being as generic as possible doesn't make you stand out. It just yeah. makes you dude on the third match of the show. Yeah. The only way you can get away with that is if you're best friends with uh, somebody who's already established and will constantly get you booked. Or if you're uh, tight with uh, the bookers of a certain promotion. Uh, uh. Yeah. That, that said, I, I don't mean to say that to call out any of these two guys that were yeah we're not calling anybody out yeah we're not calling anybody yeah we're not calling sneeze yeah me too me too like oh like there's some it's cold here in michigan it's cold cold up there there's a lot of it's actually getting a little nippy down here there's some pollen going around you know it's just worth sneezing uh we don't want to call names and we don't want to point fingers it's just you know (laughs) I understand that. Yeah, David, we don't want to point fingers. We just want to comment on the overall uh, narrative and the overall uh, environment. Uh, yeah, it, it, it just it seems like when you brought up that, you know, Andrew Everett made this transition from a character that seems, you know, yeah. by your description to be more interesting than uh, um, more yeah. interesting and um, less textbook. Yeah, then uh, I, I think. Yeah, you know, I, mean, I, I would have liked to have seen that during during this match. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. Okay. This match was generic as fuck. <laughs> Next one on the show, <laughs> exactly, was not was not the golden ticket match. Oh my god, this that match started out boring as fuck and then progressively got amazing. Yes, uh, it was the golden ticket match. Was uh, the the concept is two people come in, uh, then periodically another man enters. And it's elimination rules, so there's no, like, waiting for people to come in, uh, so they can have, uh, an interesting face. El- elimination rules, which played into the pace of the match. So the, the, uh, eventual, uh, competi- competitors, uh, was, were Mark James, uh, Lance Lude, uh, Aaron Biggs, Jason Miller, and Cedric Alexander. Uh, so, it starts out I- like, but before you say anything, I thought this match, when, when they described it to me, right? I, I, they they, they <coughs> kept alluding around like how many, how many, uh, uh, um, competitors there were going to be. Competitors were going to be in it. And I thought it was just going to be a poor man's Royal Rumble, you know? Um, and I was like, oh, okay. It's going to be like a shitty, you know, kind of Royal Rumble or whatever. Yeah. And then, you know, like, oh, okay, he's gonna, this guy's gonna go out first, cause he's kind of the, I go out first guy, and, you know, you're gonna have this and that, or whatever, because it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, a poor man's Royal Rumble, or whatever. And I'm like, okay, alright, alright. And then, I don't know, it got like midway through, and this also had one of the weirdest edit points in it, because like, there are two dudes wrestling and a dude was coming in and then he waited and then it cut and he was in the ring DDT and a dude. And I'm like, yeah. excuse me, sir. I think we have a bit of lost footage. Uh, <laughs> I think, no, I think he, there, there was a bit of a footage of him just waiting. Uh, cause he was waiting for a moment for them to kind of like disorient them, each other. And then for him to pounce on a quick moment to get a quick elimination, which I, I thought was an interesting moment. Uh, but yeah. yeah. Uh, he he um, picked his spot. Yeah, okay. but it, it was a it was a it was an interestingly good match, and I I, I wanted to rail that because yeah. I, I it it 
set me into like one of those modes where I was like, all right, I can sit back and kind of do other things during this match. And then like, as I'm looking, I'm like, oh wait, hold on. It, hold on. No. Oh, look at that. Like that was interesting. Yeah. You know, and then it got good and I was like, oh. Yeah. You know, and it, and then it just progressed into two dudes awesomely fucking wrestling. Yeah. You know, and, and for a second, even that was like, oh, I kind of wanted the, the shitty poor man's Royal Rumble. But then I was like, as, as you get into like these two dudes, like really going at it, you're like, no, no, no. I wanted this. I did. <laughs> this is what I ordered. I originally ordered this. I didn't order that other thing. So this is, I'm glad I got this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It, it had a good pace, uh, didn't it, DJM? Had a good pace for, for a multi-man match. It, it definitely did. Uh, these, these gauntlet type matches, I, I, I've always been a really big fan of these types of matches because things always stay fresh and they always stay a little unpredictable. Like mm-hmm. you, you don't really know who's going to come out next. Had a legit and counter too. I, I, I really liked all of it. Yeah, had a legit counter on the screen. If you got the right camera angle, you could see that there was an actual counter counting down mm-hmm. the time of the two minutes, two minutes and a half, which is always God, interesting. I feel like if their production was slightly better, that could have been so they much more a, utilized. Yeah, that needed, needed to be a, on the screen. They needed to be on the screen. Uh, they need a TriCaster and more wrestling. I think <laughs> there needs to be like a, like a portable low cost TriCaster. That has a lot of the similar features, uh, available for it's, wrestling promotions. It's called, it's called the TriCaster. It's called so, Wirecast. Okay, fair enough. Well, oh yeah, or Wirecast. But, uh. Or OBS. Yeah, or fucking, true. uh, uh, fucking, uh, uh, what the fuck is that program that doesn't work X-Split. anymore? XSplit? XSplit, yeah. <laughs> like, like, the, the, the four of us in this room could be like, give us $800. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the computer, right? Here's overlays. You know, you could, you could, you could put shit on the screen. Like, I would totally you know. do that for Clash Wrestling. I would do that, like, right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I would have, yeah. uh, yeah. Set them I, up some easy multimedia tools. Hire yeah. it. You know, they, they already have, it already seems like they have the assets. Yeah. You know? And they, just, they, like, they had the live, uh, oh. cam- they had the live camera footage on one of the projectors, which was cool. Right. <laughs> like you just, you just send that feed to a camera and somebody's like, all right, put that thing here, put that thing there, you know? Yeah. Boop, 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 you know, like, yeah. uh, so the, the production value can be more. And I, I think this is like the narrative of this entire podcast has been, Hey, any wrestling can- companies hire some nerds. Like, it's like, yes. we've said this you repeatedly know, th- on this show. Uh, on Twitch, twitch.tv, one stream in particular that I, that I like to frequently watch is Panda X Gaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, they cover fighting game tournaments. But the production value is top notch for a video game stream. It's as good as any. And this is just like one dude running OBS, open broadcaster software, and multiple cameras. Open broadcaster software is open source. Mm-hmm. And in an iPay-per-view format, I ask myself, exactly what is stopping a lot of indie companies from doing this? Knowledge. It's knowledge and being Awareness. stuck in the ways that they learn 
and then those waves being passed down to to these guys who who grew up watching wrestling, respecting wrestling, but not respecting everything else, right? Like <clears throat> for for you two, you two are like well, that, well, that's a much bigger dis- discussion. I'm talking right. about just sheer production value. I, I, well, good well, production well, value in 2014 is not extremely difficult. Yeah. No, 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 it's not. But what you got to understand is a lot of these guys who who seem to get into wrestling and then want to help promote wrestling usually stop at being a fan of wrestling, you know? Yeah. Like there are the outliers like like DJM and and JVZ and and Petey who are who are like yes I am a wrestling fan but you know I also like other things you know like kind of, yeah, the, a really smart fucking dude DJM's a really smart fucking dude like yeah. Petey's a really smart fucking dude and you know and also yeah, have a real debatable, good respect yeah. have a good respect for technology and and go hmm I wonder how that guy did that oh he used this whereas like most of these guys seem to go like I gotta uh, buy a camera. Yep, and that's uh, that's where it stops. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, I, I not, there are geeks in wrestling, but there, there's not that many, and uh, they're not necessarily production uh, t- television production geeks. They're not AV geeks. Petey, why isn't Stevie Richards helping any of these companies with any of this? Because he 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 doesn't have to. <laughs> Actually, I take that back. I know why. Because he's probably helping Extreme Rising. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. He's busy with Extreme Rising. It's his project. And I, he's, he's, uh, he's, he, he's gonna do something. He'll do it for his own thing. Like, uh, he doesn't do things for charity. You know, he's got his own yeah. thing to take care of. Yeah. So that's and, the thing. Uh, and, and honestly, honestly, if I wanted, I, if I, I'm thinking, all right, I want to do all this, I want to do all this, but, at the end of the day, I'm thinking, uh, I basically, I would do all this, but I'd do all this for my own promotion. <laughs> like, I'd also book my own shit and, but, you know, try to figure out how I can get that money going and make my own promotion without having to, you know, have to work with some other booker guy. So I understand why maybe that happens. But we all liked the golden ticket match, even though we couldn't see everything that happened. Yeah. <laughs> it was an, it, the, and, moving on to the next match. We saw a match for the PWI International Heavyweight Championship. Yeah, we of saw the world. of the world. Uh, with, uh, uh, Zane Dawson, who had to apparently be let in from the outside, uh, because he had to change in his car because he's ostracized, uh, taking on, uh, none other than, uh, the Hurricane Shane Helms, who evidently was drawing on the power of the emotion of hope, uh, this evening. Uh, for the PW International, PWI International Heavyweight Title Match. Uh, this is, <laughs> this is our big name cameo match. Uh, well, not our only, but our, one of our big name cameo matches. Uh, I used to, you know, the funny thing is I used to think, and honestly I still do, think that, 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 that title that Shane Helms had from PWI was a, a vanity title. Uh, that it wasn't actually one that you defended. I thought it was like supposed to be like a trophy. Like, you know, Cocabana got the ambassador of indie wrestling and he got that belt. Petey? You thought it was an award? Yeah. Petey? Think about this for a second. How does it make you feel 
that the hurricane is now a grizzled veteran roaming the Indies. Not good. Not good. <laughs> Think about that for a second. I, I remember. I I remember when the hurricane was still Sugar Shane Helms in three count. Yeah. <laughs> and now he's he's a grizzled veteran roaming working the loop. Yeah. <sighs> oh God. Can, can I, can I say that question? surprised the fuck out of me? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I, I hit one of those like, did did I get the wrong? Th- is this is this the nineteen nineties? What? And it's so crazy when you think. I, I thought about this. I've seen so much of this dude's entire career. Yeah, his entire career. I mean, <laughs> think about this. In a few years. Ideally, in a perfect world, we might be saying the exact same thing about a guy like Sami Zayn. Yeah. Think about that. And, and I'm saying that now about Shane Helms. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. It's so crazy. Yeah. My God, I'm old. <laughs> it's something that yes, I didn't want uh... to confront mentally, but yeah. Uh, JVD, what did you think of this contest? Can can I uh, I I remember I I didn't watch I I wasn't watching uh, WWE when when uh, the hurricane sort of became popular um, I, I had kind of heard about him offhand um, yeah and uh and mostly because of his uh his catchphrase and his or the kick on his theme song and then his theme song itself yeah um, stand uh, back there's a hurricane coming yeah through. It, it, Somebody used to call into sports radio in Sacramento and just shout that and then hang up all the time. And then, so I actually looked up what he was talking about and yeah. it brought me to the hurricane. And, uh, but yeah, I, I, I seem to remember him being a lot smaller and not choke slamming people. He was, no, okay, well, so he was, he was choke slamming people, but it was always meant to be, well, he was at least, Half of the time, actually choke slamming people. Uh, actually, most of the time, attempting to choke slam people in a in yeah. a kind of a comedic moment. Oh, okay, that uh, makes, it was that always more sense. It, it's how like uh, the people's elbow used to be a cherry tap move, not necessarily yeah. a, a devastating finisher. It was just a showboating cherry tap. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, uh, that followed up the devastating rock bottom. Uh, it just Can kind you, of I. I re- I remember Mike Quackenbush bringing this up in an interview once because Mike Quackenbush is like six foot one, about 200 pounds. Uh-huh. When he first started wrestling, he was the littlest of the little guys. Yeah. And now in this day and age, uh, especially on the indies, he's <coughs> one of the bigger dudes. Yeah. A- and the same goes for the hurricane. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that I, was, I thought was it might so have been shocking. Uh, <laughs> I thought it just might have been the camera being closer to the ring, but no, 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 no. He, 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 he was just like, man, this camera is making these dudes look fucking huge. What <laughs> filter is that? What lens is he using? Yeah, he, I've got his Wikipedia page open. He's uh yes, he's so do six, I. Six I. I'm gonna, up. I'm gonna make it worse. Okay, <laughs> you're gonna read Hurricane his age. Helms. Yes, Hurricane Helms is 39 years old. Mm-hmm. Hey, he's Jesus. older than me. That's okay. Oh, God. 
Yeah. I, re- I also remember him having shitty ass teeth too. Yeah, he did. He, he had, he was rocking the braces for a while. Yeah. 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 I, re- I remember there being some fucking nuggets in that mouth, boy. <laughs> like. Yeah. Uh, and they were not made of gold. Yeah. But back like, to the, back to the match at hand. Uh, they had, you know, okay, these guys had a little, you know, grudge match and, uh, it was some cameos. Uh, Kaz, what, did you have any thoughts on the actual match itself? It was set up so, I don't know, it was, it was I'm trying to gather myself, right? It was set up so poorly, right? It's, it's like, oh, okay, grudge match. Oh man, this dude is, this dude is a mean, mean man. He's a mean, Rawr, big meanie you know, pants. Right. We, we can't let him like change in the locker room because, because <laughs> he's mean to everybody and he talks about their mothers, you know? And, but then he's like, <laughs> and he, he, he won't quit. And every time they said he won't quit, he's like, he'll never let up on Helmsley. He's talking to the crowd. I'm like, you might want to say that when he's, when he's like attacking the dude. Cause every yeah. time you seem to say that is when he stops. Like, <laughs> get your, let, like, can we fix, like, let's get the pacing. And then, I don't know. It, it just, for, for me, not having seen Shane Helmsley in a really long time. And then now seeing him, I was like, bro, I ain't seen you in no, years. Peter, no. And it's the same fucking gimmick. What? 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 No. No, no PD. No. It's pronounced harem. No. It's pronounced. No. Yes. It's, it's pronounced harem. Uh, so yeah. And it basically was. And then it ended up with a cameo by none other than Jeff Hardy and the, you know, Omega original yeah. and, uh, Carolina native. And, you know, there you got your big cameos and surprise, you know, uh, moments, uh, for the, for the match and for the evening. You know, what people came to see. Uh, and, and it, it happened. You know, Hurricane Shane Helms retained his, whatever title uh and you know triumphant trying to play the theme song and everything uh and uh then everybody ran out uh, and apparently everybody ran out to go find Jeff Hardy uh, yeah. completely forgetting about the <laughs> fact that there was a wrestling event in the building and they had to cut that part out or they had to like have to gather people in <laughs> which was an amazing yeah, but this moment. is where they put the uh the uh i guess the not the commercial, but like a, a, a message. Uh, intermission. From, <clears throat> the intermission. Yeah, the, the intermission. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine um, they had the intermission at that moment or they just had to stop and try to gather people because everybody ran out. Uh, either also, way. Also, yeah. The, the, this is both a combination of, uh, some of the shows that I had seen before as, as a part of the show and, uh, the announcers being very, 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 very enthusiastic. Um, uh, but it felt like the show, like that was the, uh, it almost felt like that was the end of the show. And then everything after was going to be like undercard stuff. Yeah. And so it took me a while to realize that, um, you know, after that thank you message that, okay, we're actually going back to the show there. We, they actually <laughs> have more matches. I was and, like, uh, I was like. Man, this is a long ass thank you message. Do I just, I, I'm gonna cut this. I was, and, but the thing that actually kept me, cause I was gonna, I was gonna close it. I was like, oh, I guess that's it. <laughs> There's just, I, I guess it's gonna be recaps of, of matches throughout the year. And I'm like, uh, 
all right. And then I was like, this dude has on a clip on tie. And I was <laughs> but, like, but the show did tie. Yeah. But the show did move on after, after its intermission. After, after yeah, yeah. And instead of staying in the late nineties, it went even further back in time <laughs> with older veterans. Uh, having, thankfully not an actual flag match, but just simply a, f- a flag contingency in a no DQ match, uh, with the Boogie Woogie Man, Rob McBride, and Stop. Taking... Stop. Stop. I want to just power through it, man. No. There's, there's no excuse for this. No, take this on terrible... L. Have... This was a terrible gimmick name when Jimmy Valiant did it back in the day. I don't give up. Fuck, I don't like Southern Wrestling. The Boogie Woogie Man. God, like, is all Southern Wrestling like this? Is all Southern Wrestling just stuck in WWE? WWF era? No, No, this is worse than WWF. It's stuck in Memphis. Mid 80s NWA and Memphis. Yeah. Uh, This one match, Boogie Woogie Man, Rob McBride taking on El Jefe, uh, because he's Hispanic, Manny Garcia. the contingency being that what the person they get this match. <laughs> the contingency uh the the con uh, the the, the uh, concip- con- con- stipulation I guess uh is that whoever uh whoever was the winner got their flag uh raised uh of course uh, on the in permanently in the uh Mid Atlantic Sportatorium. Uh now Petey Ray Petey Ray my good friend Pedro Ravello. Yes. What did you think of this match, sir? Uh, I was rooting for Manny Garcia the entire match. Uh, he was my hero. Uh, he was my, uh, preferred wrestler. Uh, because Ma- Rob McBride decided he wanted to fight for flying the Confederate flag, uh, up at the Sportatorium. Seriously. And Manny Garcia well, okay. no, wanted to fly the Dominican flag. Stop. Here's, here's why I knew he wasn't if gonna you, win. No. Well, we knew he to, wasn't gonna win because no, I they weren't to gonna fly the Confederate flag permanently. A thing, and they were okay with trying the Dominican flag. No, yeah. because there was already a Confederate flag in the Raptors. No, technically, no, it was a state flag. But yeah, go ahead, DJ. DJ, go, go. If you are a wrestling promotion and you are booking your baby face as the dude with the Confederate flag, fuck you, I'm out. <laughs> was he supposed to be the baby face in that match? Not to me. <laughs> not not to me. That. Not to me. Not to Not me. Not to me either. I, I thought the crowd was, was booing him. Uh, From what I could tell, they were booing Manny Garcia. <clears throat> yeah. Because he's different. Yeah, he's different. But, yeah. Pull also, up to the, the scene part with where the he draped the Confederate flag over yeah, Garcia. Yeah, that's the that heel move. That was like, okay, no, fuck you. Uh... Honestly, I just don't even want to deal with Dolph on this match. Let's just put it aside. Uh, Manny moving Garcia. Moving the fuck on. Moving the fuck on like everybody should. Uh, Manny Garcia won. Good triumph over, triumphed over evil. Uh, hasta los huevos. Uh, wait, no, sorry. I, I, I didn't mean that was the end of the show just yet. Uh, don't, don't walk away. Come on guys. Sit down. Sit down. Pretty much was for me. But Pretty moving much on. the end of the show. Yeah. Uh, print, okay, so moving on to the no DQ three way dance, uh, putting together the former, apparently, the former members of the, apparently a group that was dominating, uh, 
mid-Atlantic for the past couple of years until they broke up, at least according to the commentary, Fatback. Uh, <laughs> amazing name. Uh, so a match that consisted of uh, Matty De Niro, uh, a man who also uh, showcased rather well at uh, National Pro Wrestling Day in uh, the match where he, I believe, teamed up with the Hurricane. Uh, he was there as well, and he was pretty impressive. Uh, uh, taking on Donnie Dollars and the Lost Cause, Nick Richards. Um, the Lost Cause doing, uh, Nick Richards doing his best Tim Donst depression. Uh, see, w- when I first heard this name, I was thinking, the Lost Cause, is this dude a serious throwback to like, indie wrestling circa 1999? Yeah, like when he came yeah, out, like, I'm like, man, you're really you're pulling off your wannabe Raven there, aren't you, bruh? <laughs> Thank you, Kaz. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I wanted, I wanted, to, yeah, and so was Tim Donaldson, but um, <laughs> not to make any of a commentary on there, but um, yeah, he was doing that, and then Manny Dinero and Donnie Dollars were doing their thing, and uh. Well, and they had a nice little three-way match, I guess, to, as a send-off for one of the members. But uh, what did you think, guys? What did you think of this little three-way uh, contents? Um, the the nicknames confused me for a little while because <laughs> they kept calling one guy Dollars and the other guy De Niro. And I, I'd, I heard them call him him Matthew. So I was like, what happened to Matthew? <laughs> you know, PD... Swiss Money Holding never had to deal with this. No, no, not at all. Uh, Th- but they turned out pretty well. One of them is now a real American, I suppose, uh-huh. I and guess. the other, ma- the other married Allison Danger. So, yeah. <laughs> I-, I guess th- about that. Two- I-, I guess these two dudes might be onto something. Yeah, yeah, might be onto something. Uh, one of them was really onto the fun thing. Uh, uh, Manny De Niro also, uh, one of his trademarks that he brought into this match is the use of his custom painted power glove, uh, laid into this match that caused, you know, brought him his victory. Uh, and I thought it, it was a great moment when he did it in, uh, in the, in, uh, National Pro Wrestling Day and was fun to see here. Uh, yeah, it was cute. Yeah, it was fun. Hey. I, Lawsuit waiting to happen if they were more popular. <laughs> JVZ, what do it you was, think? Can never that's, hate on the power glove. No. That's all I remember from the match. And <laughs> the, as, as silly as the power glove is, I love that. I love how well both the other guys sold the power glove. Yeah. Uh, sold well, getting yeah. the power glove with the extra. Um, it's the power the glove. Yeah, it's so bad. Okay. (laughs) I love, I hate gimmicks like this in, in like top tier pro wrestling because they don't pull them off well. I love gimmicks like this in indie wrestling. Cause yeah, cause they really tell the story well and when it's that intimate and it's just so much fun. Uh, and, uh, Maddie De Niro to give you that fun moment. And unfortunately we find out that He's retiring and he's leaving the world of wrestling. And like, I, I kind of dug him and it was like, I want to see more of him. And then uh, the, I believe the, he is going to help Kung Fury hack through time. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, apparently so. Uh, more pressing matters awaited him because, uh, the, the, uh, 
the well-stacked individual uh, that was uh, on commentary and previously managed Fatback decided to uh, let us know that he was leaving the world of professional wrestling. And uh, he had a nice proper send-off. Everybody hugged him. Uh, and uh, it ended with a uh, lip-sync performance of Oh Sherry uh, by uh, none other than uh, Journey frontman Steve Perry. Oh, Sherry, oh, no, Another thing. I don't know the words. <laughs> Took that dude an obscenely long time to unbutton his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. I think I skipped ahead and he was still unbuttoning his shirt. <laughs> I was like, bro, you, maybe you should have pre- Work the gimmick, kid. Work the gimmick. I was like, maybe you should have you should have started that. As you were leaving the announcer desk, I'm yeah. gotta work the gimmick. Yeah, because you got in that ring and you're like, and we <sighs> back in the day, right. we already did that one. Some of the greatest friends. Somebody help me, please, Jesus Christ! <laughs> Some like, of those somebody... buttons you can't even see. That's the problem, right? I was like, somebody help that man. And then, and then he, I, I think he, he was working the button gimmick for, yeah. for a split second. He tried to rip his shirt off <laughs> after he unbuttoned it. And it was just like, there are still buttons done. <laughs> Fat back. <I'm> like, <laughs> uh, hey, call back to our $5 wrestling episode. When's the, la- uh, uh, around the horn. When's the last time that man has seen his penis? 1986. Good. Yeah. When they were a little less fat back. Oh, he's he he had fat back, fat front, fat sides, fat neck. All right, all right. Rude. <laughs> now we're just piling on. But strangely, yeah. no singlet. No, no singlet. Uh, he's not mm-hmm. a wrestler. He's just a manager and the booker. He pays the. He he he's he works the pay window. Yeah, he works the pay window. Uh, but yeah, all Sherry aside, it was a fun moment. Uh, you nice send off for Matty Nero. He's, uh, hopefully doing good things. Uh, you know, having fun. But moving on to the penultimate match, uh, the Mid Atlantic Tag Team title three way match, uh, pitting Kamikaze Kid and Lee Valiant with, as we said, now, uh, why wasn't Lee Valiant named the Boogie Woogie Man? I, especially I don't know. if his last name is Valiant. Who knows? Uh, maybe he used to be like the Boogie Woogie Kid. Oh, uh, that's good. That's yeah. good. Like it'd be like his speedy to 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 Jimmy Valiant's flash. It'd be like the Boogie Woogie Kid. Like, he'd be like a sidekick. Uh, you could call them the Boogie Woogie Brigade. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, but hey, unfortunately, Petey. Yeah, we're nerds. Uh, this is known. This is known. These are facts. Uh, that is known by all. Uh, True. If 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 wrestling wasn't real and they had writers, you guys should be writers for wrestling. Yeah, probably should. It's no, it's a, it's a matter of time before Fanny Pack Wrestling just becomes a promotion that we do. <laughs> <laughs> like, can I book Kenny Omega, please? God, can you book? Can you book? I just want Kenny Omega back in the in the you, states. If you can pay for the flight <laughs> from Japan, do it. Go ahead. <laughs> Please book Kenny Omega. You're gonna, you're gonna have to pay the book for, for the flight. Ah, uh, but moving on. Kamikaze Lee Valiant taking on the All-Star Goon Squad. 
because we can never have any enough. We can't. We can't have enough goon squads in indie wrestling or territory wrestling. Uh, at, at least it's not circa 2002 when there were too many hit squads. Yeah. Uh, taking on the dynasty. Uh, uh, Brad attitude. There's another and, dynasty. Oh God. Brad <laughs> attitude and the first Rick Converse. Uh, Brad attitude. How fucking indie <laughs> could you be? <laughs> hey, at least it's like not, we just went uh, had a whole tirade about it, having unique it's, names. It's not even it's not even modern indie. It's early two thousands indie. Yes, early two thousands. Like when, when Daniel Bryan was still American Dragon wearing a mask indie. Yeah, uh, it's still it's just fun. Uh, we had an uh, speaking of a valiant. We also had an Eaton in this match with Walter Eaton. Oh God. <laughs> Oh God, Mid Atlantic! I I hate you and I love you. <laughs> yeah, it's a beautiful oh, wait. thing. Wait, yep. I didn't get this, but now that I'm, I I see you have it written here, his whole name was Roy Wilkins, the coach Gremlin. No, no, no. It's uh, Look with closer, kids. <laughs> closer. Look closer okay. with your good eyes. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, okay. What you're saying, All trying right. to say is that Walter Eaton and Roy Wilkins had, were with Coach Gemini in their corner. Uh, and they were the Was it Gemini squad. from American Gladiators? No, unfortunately, no. That would have been I fun. I think I just called that good dude a gremlin because he looked like one to me. <laughs> Honestly, I, I don't blame you. Uh, what did you guys think of the, of the contest of this, uh, little three-way dance? He got confusing. <laughs> I was kind of ticked off after the whole flag match, so I was, kinda, I kind of had it in the background. Yeah, uh, it got confusing because of the camera again. Yeah, the camera, uh, just the one camera in there, and multiple, ta- multiple, multiple tag teams uh, mm-hmm. flying around. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was it, it it after the first one, I just, I couldn't pay attention to this one because it was just like, I don't, I, I don't, I can't. It was just yeah. like I can't. At least you can so figure, I, figure I, out who Kamikaze Kid was at the, <laughs> the whole time. Speaking of unique names and unique looks, you can tell who was Kamikaze Kid, right? right but not gonna. Yeah, there have been, there's so been so many like Kamikaze Kid and Kid Kamikaze. I'm pretty sure here in Michigan, I know that there was a guy named Kid Makaze. <laughs> <laughs> Brad Attitude. <laughs> JBZ, go ahead. Uh. Uh, I understand. Cause. <laughs> I, I understand with the first match of the show, you know, why, you know, I complained about it earlier, but I do understand that, you know, you, you've got two teams in the ring and then four outside and then you tag whoever and you, you don't want all four in the ring at once because then it gets a little bit too messy. Um, but, you know, in this case, there's, there's three. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I I know it was messy, like Kaz says, but you know, move the camera back, and then it's not that messy anymore. Yeah, um, I, I think you can have three three teams in the ring. At, you didn't need, well, you didn't need three to individuals move the cam- in the. Yeah, you didn't need to move the camera back. You just needed to add a hard cam. It's a hard cam is there for a reason to have the big picture. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I there. It still bugged me that there were. There were only three teams this time, and they still only put two in the ring at once. And uh, it's tradition. Yeah, I mean, eventually, it bre- eventually it breaks down, and so it doesn't really matter. Um, yeah. 
And, uh, I think towards the end, uh, it, you got the payoff from, uh, the earlier match and, uh, yeah. but, you know, with the conflict between Kamikaze Kid, that was Kamikaze Kid and Lee Valiant, right? Yeah. <laughs> See? <laughs> I mean, it, the masked guy well, and his yeah, partner. Like the prosecution said. rests, Your Honor. <laughs> you don't get confused over who Kamikaze Kid is because he's the, only he's one the masked guy. Out. He's the only one that looks like a Kamikaze Kid. Yeah. Um, or, well, he looks like Super Dragon, but that's beside the point. Well, uh, <laughs> if somebody was out there chanting his name, then I would have been able would. to. Oh. <laughs> Please, no. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, but yeah, they, they had their conflict. You had the payoff of the moment of like, uh, he's in your corner. Who are you teaming with? And they attack each other. And then they, it's still, it, it, and they're going to go with the, all right, in the end of the day, they still went for the win and they won and they retained the titles, but they hate each other. <laughs> so they're doing the conflicting tag team champions thing, which, okay, go with you that. You know what? I, I, I have a, I think individually asked Peter and UJM this question. I was like, man, what happened to tag teams? You know, like in, in pro wrestling, it's like, oh, it's not really back yet. You know, it's not really there. And God damn it. If this is a showing of like where tag teams have gone and I'm like, oh, I don't want it back. <laughs> <laughs> no, this, this is this, not, this is not indicative. This is not, this is not a quality litmus test. This is not a good control sample. Uh, you, you, this is very skewed. Uh, but, yeah. Tag Team Champions re- retained penultimate, uh, match. Uh, you know, did their thing, paid off for, for the, uh, for the previous event. But moving on to the main event. Uh, the Mid-Atlantic Heavyweight title match, uh, pitting the champion, mm-hmm. another talent that, uh, made, like I said previously, made their name, uh, kind of, uh, made a name, for, uh, put themselves on the map at, uh, pro Re- National Pro Wrestling Day had a burp there. Sorry, uh, National Pro Wrestling Day. Uh, Eric Royal actually slimmed down. Eric Royal looking fantastic, uh, taking on his, the challenger Trevor Lee. Uh, in in a very interesting main event bout, a couple of uh, big guys that can throw down. In, in a sense, uh. Well, do you, uh, DJM, do you have any experience with uh, a talent by the name Eric Royal? Uh, he's been around mainly in the Mid-Atlantic, but have you seen much of him before? I truthfully have not, and I, I was rather intrigued by all of this, even though by the end it all kind of went all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was an interesting thing coming into it. Uh, you know, Eric Royal is... Had, had his intensity for sure. Uh, yeah. what, what, what did you guys think? Kaz, what did you think of, of the main event of the evening? I, I, it started off really slow, but in a good way because it was kind of that, that like get the pace and then it, it just picked up and it tried to stay really high octane, but they, they wanted to do so much that a lot of times you, you kind of caught them like, looking at each other like okay we gotta we gotta like somehow we were supposed to end up 
over there. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. Okay. Well, what if we do this? What if we? Okay, okay. Yeah, we ended up over there. Okay, that hurt a little bit, but cool, cool. All right, let's get back in the ring and do that again. Like, you know, and then they're like, all right, want to go out? Want to go out the ring again? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But those moments were, were, were sparse, but everything else was really amazing. But those kind of little moments where they slow down and kind of look at each other and are like, what else do you want to do? <laughs> like, I, yeah. I feel like the, oh, a big move, a big spot was hit, and uh, then the guy rolled out of the ring so he couldn't yeah. get pinned. It happened way too much throughout the entire card. Yeah, uh, it, it was a, a moment that could, that works psychologically, but when you overuse it, yeah, yeah, it can be, it can be a bit yeah. much. Um, well, it's, it's like you, you, as, uh, when, when you suspend the dis- disbelief, you're, you're like, oh, well, that was a really smart thing to do. Everybody should do that. And then when everybody actually does it, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things. I, and you have to honestly have a balance where it's mostly, oh, if they have the wherewithal to do that, uh, as a, I, I, it shouldn't happen too much, like, cause you, you, you wouldn't do that too much, and it, it, it's just when something like that gets overused as a moment, uh, yeah. it's, it can be a bit much. Like, anybody who's ever played Tony Hawk's Pro Skater knows that you keep using, you keep doing that, uh, 360, uh, tail grab over and over again, it starts losing, losing point value. You have to throw in a stale fish, or, you know, occasionally, you know, you got to do a double kick flip. Uh, you know, to have variety. You know, variety is yeah. a spice of life. Uh, uh, and especially you gotta, when and you got to find the secret tape. Uh, but yeah, go ahead, Javizi. Especially when the spot happens in the middle of the ring, and then the guy rolls five times to get out of the <laughs> ring. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, like, at that like, point, if, if you're getting dizzy trying to roll out of the ring <laughs> to do your roll out of the ring spot, you roll. You're. It, it, it should not be done. Like you shouldn't get dizzy doing that. Especially with the trouble we've already had in this promotion of like, of, of the, the one camera thing. So like the camera's focused on the one dude, right? And then you kind of out the corner of your eye catch that roll, 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 roll out. And then the dude turns around and he's like, where is he at? And even the cameraman is like, where is he at? <laughs> like, oh, over there, over there. I saw it out the corner of your camera. He went that way. Yeah. Like, <laughs> He's on the floor again. Do you want to do the dive out of the ring again, or, or do you want to, yeah, uh, like you did the last three times, or, yeah, like, uh, I mean, it had it, it, again, it had its really good, uh, cool, intense moments. Uh, I, I mischaracterized. They're not two big men. They're one big man who can throw down, and a guy who can strike. He's, he's a great athlete, in Trevor Lee. Uh the and, uh, no, and, I, 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 the the comparisons to Prince Devitt might be a bit much that they did in the commentary, but I know they got to hype some things. Uh, uh, but it, it did make some for great moments, like the the uh trading off of the dive attempts when the one guy would be about to dive, but the other guy would run in and uh, stop him, or you know, like mm-hmm. like catch him, and then like it would go back and forth, and it was that was a good moment. And it had those really cool intense moments, but. Uh, yeah, it did have, uh, some moments where it lost you. Uh, but did you have further thoughts, JVZ? Um, I, I like the way they framed the match toward, I think this is when it picked up when, uh, I think Trevor Lee tried to do a backbreaker yeah. on Eric Royal and, you know, it, you know, it, it framed it as, you know, the, the small, very talented guy versus a big, also very talented guy. 
And, uh, you know, and so, so he, he hurt his knee giving, giving Eric Royal the backbreaker. And then, and he carried that throughout the match. And, uh, and I thought in a I, very I, smart way too, like, uh, it, yeah. it had those right moments where you understand why, okay, he, this, he can't lift him. He could still knee him because he didn't hurt his plant knee, but, I'll be damned if that didn't hurt him a good percentage of the, of the, of the amount that it hurt the other guy when he hit him with the yeah. knee. Uh, cause yeah. he's hitting him with that bad knee. Uh, he can still hit with good force cause of course he's not, he didn't injure his plant knee. Uh, so he can, and it's still just a, a flying blunt object, but it hurt him too. So it, it, yeah. it had a good psychology that, that you, know, you, you always want to think of. Uh, Kaz, did you have uh, something you wanted to inter- interject with? Um, the only thing I could really think about, like, after going through this match is, like, it was, it, it, like I said, it gets really awesome in the middle and it gets really awesome when they're in the ring kind of doing their thing and not trying to, like, hit these points of, like, hey, you want to end up in the first row? Like, oh, yeah, awesome. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, um, like all the other stuff was, was super cool. Except for when you get to the end and you're doing this really, really like high physical wrestling and then you end it really technically, uh-huh. can tend to throw certain people off because you're like, you know, you, you have the announcers who are like, holy shit, he fucking, you know, back to our, our Jim Ross thing, like, holy shit, he hit him with a truck. Like, I didn't know a Met truck could fit in this building, you, you know, style of commentary. And then you go, he rolled him up. <laughs> One, well, two, three. Uh, he, he didn't. He didn't quite roll him up. Uh, he, he yeah, did. it wasn't a classic roll up. It was. It wasn't. This wasn't, it wasn't a WWE. A yeah, it wasn't a w, the devastating divas roll up. Uh, it wasn't. It was a, a very nice uh, kind of crucifix uh, cradle pin. Uh, yeah. That uh, ended it, and it wasn't an impact move. But yeah, impact move, impact move. Uh, really uh, skilled crucifix cradle pin. That and, and a. I want to emphasize that it was a lot of impact moves on the way there. A lot of, uh, like, towards the end, I felt like they were, yeah. it was one near fall too many. <laughs> um, yeah, that's indie wrestling sometimes. Like, the the, the near fall palooza can happen, like, yeah. uh, it, it, with some uh, guys. It, it, it kind of, it builds up really well, and then it plateaus at the end, and then at, at that point, it's... When you have certain the guys, match will get longer because the you know it, it, the match will last as long as however many pinfalls the guys want to do in the yeah. ring. Yeah. Uh. When when there's a certain when there's two guys of certain build and certain styles, the the pin the uh uh near fall I should say. Yeah, the near fall, the uh false finish palooza can happen, and it, it, it and it varies how how you can it, some people can enjoy that. Uh, but if overdone can be a little much. Uh, but overall, yeah, this was a, it was a really fun main event. I think, uh, yeah. we have our little, you know, things that we can poke fun at, but I think it was a really cool main event for a kind of all over the place uh, event overall. Uh, I would say, uh, would you guys agree with that? What are your thoughts of the show overall? I'll go with you, JP. Oh man. PD, PD, PD. DDM, you have, you'll have your turn. Hold up. Let JVZ speak. Uh, I, I would, I would say, you know, all the little things that I shit on throughout the show, it, it's, th- those are all kind of minor things because, um, you know, overall, I felt like, like I said before, 
this was their biggest show. Everybody acted like they were, it was their biggest show. Everybody, um, acted like this was important and, uh, and that everything going on in the ring was amazing. Even if, even if it was a little bit far fetched, like as was saying. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, I, I think, um, yeah, it, it's, it's like if you're going to care that much about it, then I can't help but caring that much about it too while I'm watching it. Mm-hmm. And so I had a good time watching this event. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of new names that are a <laughs> lot of, of names, a lot of participants in the show, but you know, a few that did stand out uh, yeah. in a good way. And, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, yeah, Cass, what, what do you think about the show overall? Did he just summon a 20th century dragon? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even start yet, sir. Um, I will, I will say as a wrestling show, it was, it was good. And like JV, as he said, they got the crowd into it. The wrestlers were into it and, and all that stuff was for the most part, excluding one or two matches. Really, 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 really well stylized, really, really well planned out, and were fun. Yeah. My yeah. problems, as I said from the beginning till now, were the, the, the production of something, <laughs> you know, especially for the production of something that you're paying for afterwards, afterwards, where you think there should be a lot more thought and effort put in, and it's just like, hmm. I feel like it, it, it's one of those times, like I know, almost with a sporting event, where you're watching it and you're like, I don't know, it looks kind of boring. But if you had went, it would have been amazing. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what it made me feel like. It was like, oh, if I was there, it probably would have been awesome. Oh. But because I'm watching this kind of 1990s shot on a camcorder style like wrestling, I'm just even in the most amazing part. Sometimes I was taken out of it. Yeah, remember, hey, that goes back to our rant last time, DJ. Remember your la- rant last time about production value? And your rant this time, hell. <laughs> uh, My but, rant this time, Petey Rave. Yeah. All right, DJM, hit him. CWF Mid-Atlantic. Lots of times, wrestling fans have a tendency to kind of be stuck in the past. And I I always kind of pride myself on being a a forward-thinking, dare I go so far as to say, progressive wrestling fan. And I was so happy that Chikara was around for as long as it was because I had found a promotion that was as progressive and as forward-thinking as I was mm-hmm. when it came to the pro-wrestling genre. CWF Mid-Atlantic, on the other hand, was just about every kind of imaginable throwback that you mm-hmm. can throw into one promotion. It was a throwback to the early 2000s, late 90s indie scene. It was a throwback to Omega and the Carolina indie scene. It was a throwback to the Crockett promotions. It was a throwback to the Mid-Atlantic. It was a throwback to the 70s. Overall, it was an okay show. I I can definitely say, 
aside from the whole Confederate flag stuff, I did not dislike it. But it makes me wish that there were more wrestling promotions that did not have to be like this. Especially in certain parts of the country where a lot of this stuff still works. And Mm -hmm. I'm really, really tired of it. And I want my forward-thinking wrestling promotion back already. Yeah, me too. Uh, but yeah, I mean, overall, a good show, good showing, uh, quality indie show, but this is definitely a promotion that, uh, doesn't really think beyond the fact that it can continue to have profitable shows, uh, week in, week out. They, they, they will bring in the same crowds. They will bring in the same until crowds. Until, until they decide to not do the shows anymore. Yeah, and, okay. and that's just, that's just not my style. It's complacency. They they don't really have to think about beyond that. They, <clears throat> I mean, on some level, they're doing some things right. They have, <clears throat> oh, sorry. They have, uh, think there are things on the internet. They have on demand available. Uh, I was able to purchase the, the event on demand, uh, from the website. Uh, they have a YouTube page. They have some things they're starting to put in together. Um, and they've, Put their name out a little bit, uh, but there's something. I will say that this CWF Mid Atlantic was a much, 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 much better version of Dreamwave Dreamwave Wrestling. Mm -hmm. If Dreamwave Wrestling was the Mendoza line, I would probably say CWF Mid Atlantic was probably about a 285, 290. Mm hmm. With a little, with a, with a little pop. Not too much, but the little pop. Uh, but, yeah, that's basically what we thought overall. I mean, disappointment, disappointing moments aside, uh, of, you know, uh, it, it was an overall good show. Can be better. Uh, and can I say one more thing? Yes. Compared to the CZW show, and the interspecies wrestling show that you guys had me watch, I enjoyed this one. <clears throat> yeah, That's... yeah, this was definitely better than CZW. Uh, I don't know if I, I, I still don't know if I, I, I would. You know what? I would pick this over Chipotle. Unlike CZW, <laughs> yes. unlike CZW, which I chose Chipotle over, uh, very easily. Uh, That's but... a hard choice. No, not when it's CZW. Chipotle, CZW, Chipotle all the way. Not even <laughs> questions. Um, but, moving on, that's basically what we thought about the event overall. CW for Atlantic, good, but can be better. Um, alright, so let's quickly, uh, ask, uh, JVZ, we can obviously find you on the internet. You are t- at JVZ. JV. JVZ, are you going to start a podcast or something yet already? Come on. Uh, I'm thinking about it. I, I've, I've got some ideas in the works. And, uh, um, if you need yeah, an audio no, editing, but for now, we, we, <laughs> the, here's the thing. I, I, I was working on, on building a robot hand for a long time and yeah. eventually that got, um, finished and, and not for what so, you people you know, are there, thinking. There were, yeah, the, <laughs> dirty-minded. There, there were so many, uh, so many things that I had, so many ideas that I had that I kind of set aside 
that I, you know, I'll, I'll wait till after I'm done with my thesis to do this. And, uh, um, so now I'm done with my thesis and now I've got like 50 ideas sitting there and I don't know which one to start <laughs> first. Um, but do what uh, I do, start them all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then, I, I feel like that, that's the way I'm going to have to go about doing it. Is, yeah. Just uh, start, just, just have to go all in point. on all of them and yeah, just point at one and just do it. Uh, just, if you didn't, don't, just, I, I don't recommend hating everything you do and suddenly stopping. I don't yeah. recommend that. Uh, and if you need an audio okay. uh, editing monkey, I'm your guy. Okay, that sounds that sounds great. Um, <laughs> but because, yeah, because I, I enjoy what you guys do here. So um. yeah. Uh, but yeah, JVZ. You can follow him at JVZ JVEEZY on Twitter. Uh, Cass, what what have you got going on? Um, let's see this week. New episode of Shooting the Shit with Two Dirty Black Guys is uh, going to get recorded. I don't know what we're going to talk about yet, or ever, and that's kind of the appeal of the show. Uh-huh. Um, other projects are always in the works, always, and forever. Yeah. And uh, Haliujuku. Yeah. Uh, you can find him at about.me slash kingkaz. You can follow him at kingkaz on the internet. Uh DJM, what have you got over at DeltaJuliaMike.com? I have a little thing coming out next week called Downtime with DJM. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned. Nice. Uh, DeltaJuliaMike.com for that. You can follow him at Just Call Me DJM. It's like a tribe called Quest. You say the whole thing. Just Call Me DJM. You can find me. God, that is so 2012. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Old school. It's nostalgic. I haven't, I haven't said that in ages. Yeah. Uh, what about like a fish called one? No, he never. I said might bring that. that one back. Yeah. I might bring that one back. Uh, so, I hear... yeah, good. Yes. So you can find me at Peter Rave on the internet everywhere about that me slash Peter Rave, twitter.com slash Peter Rave. Uh, you can follow the show at Fanny Pack WP on Twitter. You can follow, you can check out all the episodes at Fanny Pack and yes, uh, like I said last uh, last episode, I did figure out how to make the next link show so you can actually listen to all the episodes and not just eight ep- episode eight and beyond. Uh, and I fixed all the the players so you can actually listen to all the episodes. I re-uploaded everything, so go ahead and listen to all the episodes. Yeah, uh, Rebelli.net for all the other podcasts, including Juku with uh, none other than King Kaz. Uh, we do K- K-pop. Uh, and I get to use the word, uh, I get to use the term Gen 1 original in terms of, uh, K-pop, which is cool. And they talk about Kyari. Yes, we do. Kyari Pami Pami. She's coming to America, and I may fly to New York just to see her. Uh, but hang on to that thought. Uh, and we also have record breakers. We were talking about music, review music albums one at a time. You know, go around the horn. Blah, 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 blah. All that is on the internet at everybody.net. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, check out the internet. Uh, check out iTunes. Check out Stitcher. Listen to us on Stitcher. Uh, do the things. Follow the things. Subscribe to the things. Until next time, hasta los huevos. Stop fucking oh, racism!
that might be like my one biggest pet peeve in wrestling. Just <clears throat> race booking. Yeah. Pisses uh, me off so much. Oh, you know how I feel. Oh Thank my you. God, he drove to Ikea, bought a desk, and hit the man with it after he built it. And what was left, he built a mini bookshelf. I can't believe what's going on in this ring. That What? The match didn't even start. I, I feel like he couldn't have built the desk that quickly if he got it from Ikea. <laughs> I, <laughs> I feel like he would have had to go back to Ikea and then um, go in that area where they have the... Uh, Spare parts. The, the nuts and, and shelves. And that would have made for a very, very long match. <laughs> I don't know. I'd just sit back and let engineering handle this. I still don't understand where this container of glue showed up on my desk from. Gremlins. Yeah. Did I pick up a glue sniffing habit that I keep forgetting? <laughs> yes. You did a live stream before it. You don't remember? Damn it. Uh, Oh, shit. I may have to save that for something later now. (laughs) A drug habit. A drug habit that every time you take the drug, you forgot that you have a drug habit. Well, Arrested Development did it. You know what, JVZ? Thank you for squashing my dream. JV. Well, you could take the drug and then not remember <laughs> that I squashed it. JV, thank you for yeah. squashing his drink. Okay. <laughs> I got your back, bro. That's why I don't go on any podcast unless DJM is also on the podcast with me. Strange yeah. how that keeps happening. Yeah. Not, 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 not everyone can handle your uh, dulcet tones. Maybe. That deep uh, Luther Vandross-esque voice of yours. Does it really come across that way? I don't know. I'm, I just thought of the first R&B singer. <laughs> like like tonight, on the, tonight on the quiet storm, JVZ is going to be taking over in a couple of hours to take you all night long. In the criminal justice system, sexually based offenses are considered especially heinous. This is all fodder for the bloopers. Um, <laughs> also, that's good to know because then I don't, I won't say anything that I will regret your, later. Your usual racist or either brain. that or everything I say will, I will regret later. Yeah. One or the it's the internet. We all regret the things we say later. <laughs>